and kings and welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast with me, Leo Crystal Queen. Tonight, I have a very, very special guest, uh, Cynthia Young, who is going to talk about feng shui and creating peace for ourselves through our environment and how do we heal our path. Hello, Cynthia, can you hear us? Hello, thank you for having me this evening. It's nice to be with you. It's lovely to have you here on the podcast uh, tonight. Thank you so much uh, for coming. Uh, please, could you please tell us a bit more about your story? How did you start up with actually with feng shui from all other healing modalities? Sure, sure. I, um, I'm currently living in Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a graduate of the Western Feng Shui School. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living on the East Coast for many, many years and uh, really living a life of scarcity and, and living a life where I felt I wasn't worthy. And um, I was in a bad relationship. Uh, I was mm-hmm. in a difficult marriage. Uh, and I was in a space that really showed my unworthiness. It really was uh, a disorienting and chaotic space and not a very clean space Mm -hmm. Uh, and really, really illuminated that I was not living in a happy life. Um, I ended that relationship and um, moved across country with a new marriage and with the new space came the idea that I was worthy and that I could live a beautiful energy in in the space where I lived. Wow. That is amazing. And also you describe uh, that feng shui services is an act of trusting the process. The universe has set emotion for you. Tell me more about this. I'm loving this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, I see a lot of um, self-help ads for mm-hmm. improving yourself and 30 days to a better self. We really mm-hmm. don't need to change anything about ourselves. We are beautiful and divine as we are created. And we need only to step into all of our glory and all of the abundance that is waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not plan to move here and I did not plan to study Feng Shui. It just sort of was presented to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are very worthy uh, and everything is already here for us. Wow. So, so with, with uh, starting the feng shui now, tell me how does actually the feng shui helps a person to create like a better place? The reason why I'm saying this, I, I love feng shui. I've, I've read about it myself when I was living in America at the time. And now I just moved a few uh, weeks ago in a lovely apartment. So I can definitely say the difference between the previous and this one. It does resonate more with me. It's more about resonating with your core being you know but it's very popular i should say in america what i'm what i have seen people to just clutter and clutter and buy and buy and buy because i think american is one of the the biggest you know nations where you just overbuy and i was i was not fortunate enough to actually witness one of these things where you open the door and there's just like stuff everywhere so how is that energy going to circulate if you know there's like too much stuff around the house. You're exactly right. And you bring up a lot of good points. Um, and I do think it's very prevalent in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, clutter, I think for me, and I, I never I never focus on clutter, but clutter for me represents all of the times that we haven't upheld or spoken our boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's all of the times where we personally, physically, and emotionally have made a compromise that we really didn't like. 
Mm -hmm. um, everything is alive with chi, and by chi I mean energy. So everything in your house is alive. And in Feng Shui, we believe that we are connected to everything in our house. Um, our spaces affect our physiology, our well-being, our connections. Uh, mm -hmm. So in my practice, I come in and I look at a space and I determine if the things there are supportive of what the person's goals are or what they mm -hmm. want to give to the world. Um, I work to create an um, environment of balance. So there may be some things that are not supportive in your space that we can remove or that we can change. Remember mm -hmm. that Feng Shui, we use a Bagua map where it is divided into nine quadrants which represent all of the areas of energy of your life. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have specific tools for looking in those areas. Um, mm -hmm. And we have to ask, do the things in our house or the things we bring into our house really reflect our desires and support who we are? And I think to your point, when we overbuy, we're looking outside to make ourselves happy. We're looking for mm -hmm. outside things when yeah. really we need to be looking inward. Yeah, and I think with shifting the energy inwards, you shift a lot. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this, I'm realizing it with myself. Since I've moved into my new apartment, I'm even thinking of changing my clothes. Even my clothes mm -hmm. are no longer resonating with me. I don't know what's mm -hmm. happening. Maybe you can well, change feel that, that. We feel that energy, and that energy goes across to everything in our spaces, um, mm -hmm. You know, from our clothes right down to our trash cans and toilets and garages. Uh, it's a matter of having gratitude for every single thing in your in your space and thanking it every day. Mm -hmm. uh, often a house will reflect within it what's going on on the inside of the person. So mm -hmm. if you're feeling chaotic or you're feeling like you're sorrowful or upset and angry, it's going to show in your space. Um, and at the same time, if you're a joyful person, it's going to show. So there are ways to adjust that using the Bagua map of Feng Shui and other Feng Shui uh, Qi enhancements mm -hmm. that allow us to bring more joy in and more balance. So let's say, uh, uh, is, um, you know, for example, uh, if a per does the Feng Shui also connect to the personality in terms of the zodiac or where you where you born? It does. Uh, Chinese um, Chinese medicine and uh, Chinese astrology, which we call Baza, um, mm -hmm. absolutely represent and draw from uh, the I Ching, from uh, Chinese medicine, Chinese history. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of that can um, be a piece of what's happening in a space, for sure. Yeah. So, for example... Would you have certain recommendations of, because uh, I'm noticing that I prefer, like the reason why I got this apartment is really resonated with me. I'm uh, personally a Leo. And when I looked into the apartment and it was all these yellow couches, all these like yellow, but white walls and very clean, very modern look. And I said, this kind of feels like, you know, I'm looking at the sun because it's all like yellowish, <laughs> you know, so it really resonates with my kind of persona and with, with some people it's not. For example, I know people that are Scorpio and they really love black and black is really not the color I really enjoy. So how would you describe, for example, even the colors in the house that a person prefers connected to 
their maybe like the mood for example if you're wearing blue are you depressed if you're wearing black is it like um how how does is that connected sure so we we in feng shui we use the five elements to try and balance um a space mm -hmm. and you may be somebody who is even aside from chinese astrology maybe you are somebody who is more of a water element so you might be somebody who wears a lot of black, um, who really likes reflective things, um, mm -hmm. or you might be somebody who is a metal element. We've been the last two years in a very metal element, uh, two metal element years, yeah. which represent our sadness and grief and uh, oftentimes hurt our lungs. So that's very, mm -hmm. very close to what's been going on. Or you mm -hmm. might be a fire element. You might love the red and love passion and you're on fire with everything that you do. Uh, or you might be a wood element who is someone who's growing and enjoys green and natural spaces. Mm. And what would you say now with uh, coming to, as we are now in the five dimension and the uh, age of Aquarius, what would you see now as trending? Is like, is it people like changing the, the inner, you know, I mean, as they're changing the inner selves, basically they want to change something in how they, with your clients you've been working, what do you notice with, with like the shifting now with the energy? Like how do they decorate, for example, or they want their house to look like? So, so we deal with uh, yin and yang in feng shui. Mm -hmm. So yang being very bright, very loud, uh, very outward, and yin being very inward and sort of dark and curvy, mm -hmm. ornate. Um, so we're shifting a little bit um, into uh, some divine feminine energy. And mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of things fade away. You're going to see a lot of white kitchens fade away. You're going to see a lot of white walls and gray walls fade away because we're looking more less towards uh, that metal element and more towards uh, water is coming. So reflective mm -hmm. surfaces and um, a lot more explore, exploring of things that help us grow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now I should definitely paint my kitchen different color because it's all white. <laughs> you're just giving me, <laughs> you're just giving me new ideas. Um, and what, what, what about in terms of like, decorations in terms of let's say you know candles like mirrors like how like how do you situate that um do you just first uh, the reason why i want to understand and for all the fans listening right now let's say they want they want to do like a full transformation you know from their their space where they live do you first go over with them to understand their personality and you do that chart that you just said, you know, what your goals are, because I know you have the family, you have the love, you have all these parts that play out. Um, and then you kind of understand what kind of colors it's going to suit best, or how does the whole process go? So that's a great question. Um, and it differs for everybody, but normally in a residential consult, I will mm -hmm. go in and uh, talk with the person about their intentions and their goals. Mm -hmm. Um, if they are somebody who uh, is looking for career goals, then we may look at that specific uh, area of the house, that specific gua, we call them guas. Um, or if somebody is looking for a relationship, we may concentrate on the love and relationship uh, gua to, to help them out. But really it's, it's about understanding what that person's or what that family's intent is. Is there sorrow? Mm -hmm. Is there arguing? Um, is that person in a dead end job and they'd really like to move? 
So we will we will take the Bagua map, the nine segments, and we will place it over the floor plan of the house, starting with the front door, because that is where the energy always finds us. Mm-hmm. And then we will walk through the house and look at every gua to see if uh, the energy is being supported there. So if somebody is really looking for a new career, I might have them look specifically at their front door and their entrance. Mm-hmm. Is it clear? Um, is it is it a something that is welcoming and greeting uh is it is their rug too small or too big is it welcoming uh Mm. or is it a dusty door where lots of plants have grown over uh Mm -hmm. i might look in the relationship area for somebody who's looking for a relationship and i might say you know is your space welcoming is your bed against the wall and not inviting to a new partner um do you have other people's pictures in your room uh, are we so then we would start to look at uh, chi enhancements and gua enhancements and that may include color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also that, that, uh, oh, sorry to interrupt you. Is it also true that you should never have things under your bed because you're blocking the chi energy flowing? Correct. Well, remember that anything around the perimeter um, or underneath things in your space uh, will definitely block chi. Um, sometimes there are practitioners who will recommend not vacuuming under your bed, uh, not storing things, but not vacuuming things to preserve the energy that's incubating there. Um, so it really depends on the space uh, mm. in the practitioner. But mm. as a rule, you don't want to block chi. Uh, we just cleaned out our garage this weekend because there was tons of stuff on the lower level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our health qua, so I wanted to make sure we were not getting sick through the year. Mm-hmm. But uh, blockages in general, we want to make sure that um, corners are not blocked, that front doors are not blocked, any kind of entrance is not blocked. And what about, what about, uh, I, I remember from what I read years ago, that your bed, you know, your bed should not be facing the door so when you open the door your legs should not be facing the door because that's not good is that that's a terrific that's a terrific question and people often have uh the bedroom is one of the areas that we like to focus on because it really should be your place of oasis it's the place Mm -hmm. we rest it's the place that we turn everything off um Mm -hmm. in terms of bedrooms we want to have a sturdy headboard uh, we want to be against a wall and not under a window. Uh, and, and you're right, we don't want our feet to face the door. We don't want that energy that we're reviving to kind of fly out the door or fly out a window. Uh, we don't want plants too close to our bed. Um, to mm-hmm. kind of, that can disrupt your sleep. And also mirrors in the bedroom can disrupt your sleep. Uh, mirrors and also big clocks. People like to put those big clocks in their bedroom. It should be a pl- it should be a place of rest and mm-hmm. um, with no electronic devices and in in really a comfortable spot. So so what should I do then? Because I live on the top floor and literally the skylights are on top of my bed. <laughs> skylights How are tough. How can I avoid that? Yeah, so the first thing is if you enjoy them, they're fine. Um, you know, we're looking for disruptive energy. I can't go into a house and say you need to paint your whole house. It doesn't, you know, it's not realistic. Um, 
but you can uh, one you could enjoy your skylights or two you could cover them with a beautiful cloth mm -hmm. um, and or a shade some kind of shade they definitely mm -hmm. make shades for uh, skylights when I lay down to look at the sky and look at the stars, which is very rare in London, to be fair. We don't usually see any stars because it's so polluted. But yeah, when that rare event happens, I'm very happy to see some stars. Uh, wow. So yeah, so that's kind of how you just described the process. Well, that's kind of like a complete shift. And tell me more about the healing part. So how can someone heal with feng shui? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit my, my, about my own story. Yeah. Um, I was in a, a marriage several years ago for many years, mm -hmm. and um, it was in a very small space with a lot of clutter, a lot mm -hmm. of boxes, a lot of things that, that didn't get moved. Um, and it was, a very, it was a very sad time. I was definitely grieving myself and, and not happy with who I was becoming. Mm -hmm. So when I changed spaces and moved across country, uh, I made sure that everything that I passed every day was like a small scene of joy. And, and if you're on my website at alaseastudios.com, you'll see that I use that phrase, small scenes of joy. We want to be uplifted by everything that we pass every single day. You don't want to get up and look at a piece of furniture that was, you know, passed down to you that you didn't really want but couldn't say no to. Mm -hmm. Everything in your house should reflect the boundaries that you live and the desires that you live. And really that has become the healing part for me is that I realize I'm loved and supported not only by my family, but by my house. Every time mm -hmm. I enter the space, it helps me create new things. Wow. That is, uh, it's interesting me now that I, since I've moved into this space, I've become even more creative and I want to do more creative things either to decorate or, you know, like do something more creative, which is um, amazing. Like to have that energy that I want to do things. Uh, as you said, supported by the house, I think that is uh, very important. Because, yeah, if you don't have a good environment, then everything will definitely be affected. Sure. And, and remember that our relationship with our spaces, especially our house, is reciprocal. Um, mm. it's, it's an equal relationship is that when I give gratitude to my house, it gives gratitude back and it helps fuel all of my love and creativity. Mm. Um, as well, when I don't treat my house well, the energy will show up and manifest in that way. Mm. Wow. So you're obviously treating your space well and, oh, uh, it's, it's loving you back. Yeah, definitely. I'm loving the space. Like I could, um, like um, because I love crystals, so when I moved in, I I saw the the door, the knobs on the whole kitchen are like crystals, and I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. This is like so cool. It really resonates with me. And to be fair, I didn't even come in person to see the place because I was in a hurry to move. So I said, you know, I'm gonna put down an offer. And when I came in, I'm like, wow, this really looks like my persona. So it's kind of like attracted, you're attracting what you're vibrating on. Well, and that's manifesting. And, and feng shui is certainly about that, is that if you surround yourself with the things that you love and you surround yourself with the things that reflect your dreams, mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be abundance. And that, that will, 
that will come through the door, abundance will come through the door. And if you're grateful every time you pay a bill and you say, thank you money for allowing me to pay, pay this bill, it's gonna come back to you. Um, but, but feng shui especially works well when there's flow. And you're mm -hmm. talking about flow in your apartment and no obstacles. It means not bringing things in that don't serve us. Um, mm -hmm. It means allowing the chi to float around your house in, a, in the way that, that helps support you. Wow, that is like very well explained. And could you give maybe a little bit of a tip for, for all the fans listening? Let's say that they're you know, in a stuck situation now, because I know a lot of us are not going on dates with COVID situation. How can one kind of increase that energy? So if they want to meet new partner, um, what, uh, what tip can you give? So those are great questions. Um, in your space in general, you want to make sure that it's tidy and that it's mm -hmm. clean and that everything there is something that you love. Mm -hmm. If it is not something that you love, then it should be discarded. Mm -hmm. um, we don't keep things out of obligation or keep things out of scarcity thinking, poverty thinking that we might need it someday. Mm -hmm. So some places to look would be, again, your front door. Make sure that the energy is coming in your door. Mm -hmm. uh, your stove. Make sure your stove is clean because there's a lot of passion in, in you want passion in your life. And that's where all of your passionate desires sort of get fueled. Mm -hmm. And then again, in your bedroom, it should be an oasis. Um, do you have a man-eating plant on the other side of your bed so that nobody is, is interested in coming in? Um, is it, is it, do you have sort of parody in your decor? Do you have two lamps that are represented? Do you have pairs in your artwork? Uh, two horses, two flowers, um, mm. two people. Uh, we never want to have three people there, a representation mm. of three people. And are all of your pictures only of yourself or you and your partner? Wow. Uh, so many you can also, uh, in your bedroom, look for uh, white decor, white bedspreads or peachy tones. Uh, that is also in the earth area. So you could look for yellow and uh, in terms of tables, things that are square. Well, what about gray, like gray sheets or that's not a, that's not a, a thing? Um, again, if you love your gray sheets and they're your favorite sheets, then uh, that works well for you. But if you're noticing that you want to change, uh, I, your want, I want to change. I feel I've been taking the previous <laughs> house, and when here I saw a little bit of gray, and I'm like, mm, maybe I'm gonna leave them. But then again, I did order some new red sheets, which were satin ones. They're like very. Mm and they're mm. all red and I love my red sheets but I'm not sure how I feel about gray because it, it kind of makes me feel like gray you know like down <laughs> well and that's the key if it makes you feel a certain way and that can be different for everybody um yeah. then then you're noticing that you want to change and and I find mm. it really interesting that you went right to red which is such a passionate fire element color and certainly yeah. can activate uh, that relationship and passion. So I, I think that's a good change for you, at least. Yeah, I'm a Leo. I'm all about the passion. It's got to be red. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, and if, for example, someone is like feeling, because in here, you know, in the UK, that's a very popular, you know, saying under the rain or under the blue, mm. they're feeling the blues. What would you say 
um, if the the actual paint, like the paint in the bedroom is blue. Actually, I was shown one of the apartments and the, the bedroom was like, like mm, baby blue, but a bit more like rich, not too faded away. And the, the owner says, oh, if you don't like the blue, I can paint it another color. And the, funnily enough, I kind of felt this kind of coldness when I went into the bedroom. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how I want to feel in my bedroom. You know, it's like this, this feeling is like you're seeing it's cold. So what, what is your point on that? So again, anything that anything that invokes a feeling with you um, and makes you want to change, uh, you have to pay attention to that. Be observant of that and mindful. Uh, I think that it uh, depends on the space in terms of wall color. Practitioners will always warn against not painting the walls the color of the bag ones. Um, that's really important. Doesn't 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 work exactly that way. Uh, but you could certainly do a neutral tone that would warm it up. Mm -hmm. And then use your feng shui activations in your bedspread and your artwork, especially. Mm, yeah. I will mention one. I'll mention one other thing, and that is um, that you want to make sure you don't have any leaks. There shouldn't be any leaks in your plumbing uh, or anywhere in your water, your heat, your windows. Uh, you want to look for things that are broken or leak. Those need to be fixed right away, especially in 2020. Broke, broken things and leak. Yeah, actually, do you know the funniest part is uh, one of my uh, my uh, glasses, it had a lid on, uh, and the lid was like a crown, which I really love for like a tea bag, and the crown broke, so some of the crown things broke, and I said to myself, I feel I need to throw it away now, because it's no mm -hmm. longer, you know, it's mm -hmm. no longer complete, so I threw it away, and then I, I remembered from like feng shui that if something is just broken, you just need to kind of let it go. You know, there was a reason why it's broken. It, exactly. You know, broken energy means broken energy in your house and a broken you. So we want to make sure that our reciprocal relationship with the thing is to say, thank you for, for giving me what you gave me, the energy that you gave me, and now I'm ready to let go of that. Um, that's very important, and that's an excellent point, is no broken things. Yeah, wow. Um, is there anything else before, like, uh, is there anything else that you think it's very important to mention when it comes to changing completely, you know, your life? Because that, I think a lot, of, a lot of people will be doing that this year, because from the past two years, what we experienced, and now the shift coming up, everyone is kind of feeling that urge of something new needs to happen. I think so. Absolutely. You know, we're ready to release this energy of sorrow. We're ready, ready to release the grief and move into abundance. Um, you know, my, my, my suggestion is bring something into your house. That is your new story, your new story going into 2022. You know, I was disabled at a very young age and uh, had to live that sort of uh, safety and scarcity all my life. It was always about recuperation. Yeah. So I like to bring joyful things in my house that show movement because it helps me move and it helps me move forward. So anything that represents your dreams and desires um, should you should be bringing into your house. 
I'm definitely buying new sheets. You just convinced me. And I'm also <laughs> going to bring some some new decor for my house. Uh, I've been actually looking into it. It's funny now, before we even decided to do the podcast with you, I was looking at like things that I want to bring, like new sheets, new decors. I was even thinking of like candles with crystals because I'm resonating a lot with that. So I, I've actually put like 50 items in my cart. So I'm thinking... <laughs> completely redoing the whole thing <laughs> even the watch so, you said like you right. the watches and i was looking at this watch and i'm like i really need to change that watch <laughs> so i love your idea of bringing in candles and bringing in that passion and fire element remember that feng shui is dealing with those five elements all the time and we're trying to balance them Mm -hmm. um, the fire energy is a great, great passion energy. Um, I would look for pairs in your artwork. So an artwork with two birds, two trees, um, something that you love, two horses is, is a, mm -hmm. a painting that I've been looking at. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to pair that up. Do you have two nightstands um, mm -hmm. that represent equality there and that, that you're open to an equal relationship and love? Mm-hmm. I have only one tent without without uh, two uh, lamps. <laughs> hmm. Go. A lot something of things to think can... about. Yeah, something to think about for you. Hmm. Wow. Well, you already puzzled me. I do have my homework to do now, and I hope all the fans listening have their own homework and they took everything from this podcast. But if you guys want to dive deeper and have like a consultation with Cynthia. I, I would uh, ask you, Cynthia, now to share where people can find you, maybe your website, uh, Facebook, anything that will be helpful to help, uh, you know, the fans listening be great. Sure. I appreciate the opportunity so much. I would love to get into it more with people in detail. Uh, I can do a virtual consult anywhere. Mm -hmm. I could do in person if you're in the in the Southwest. Um, it's astayastudios.com. A-S-T-E-Y-A studios.com. Um, mm -hmm. People will recognize the stay as a Sanskrit word. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram there. Mm -hmm. um, and there are phone numbers for contact in a contact form. And I would love to talk to everybody more about Feng Shui. Wonderful. I will be putting these links into, into the description so people can find them. That will be lovely. I do so much appreciate your time, Cynthia. It has been a pleasure. I learned so much and I hope all the fans listening have learned so much from, from all your uh, wisdom. And uh, let's uh, move into 2022 with a uh, fresh environment, uh, as you just mentioned, and hopefully that will kind of uh, lead us to a better future. Wonderful. Moving in abundance and, and really exactly. live in joy. Exactly. I think it's all about the joy. I've always been repeated. Live in joy. That's, that's, that's the purpose of living is to live in joy because the universe was created with joy. So we should be also experiencing joy as part of creation. Yes. Love all the parts of yourself. So enjoy your 2022. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you so much, everyone. See you in the next podcast. Thank you.